Hello everyone and welcome back finally to the modcast. We have a very special guest after a sort of was it 10 month hiatus? Um but we're back and I my name is Daniel if you've forgotten. Um here with Tobes. Hello. Leone and our guest for today, Clays. Hello. Alright, well that was that felt weird to do an intro like that after so long but um <laughs> we're ten back I'm, I'm glad we're back yeah How, how's everyone been yeah it's been a weird it, what 10 months it's i can't even remember what i was doing 10 months ago it's just me every month saying mods are you gonna do yeah. a modcast this <laughs> month and then you're yeah, like nah um, <laughs> we're, we're we're back here and yeah um a lot of things we decided to bring plates yeah basically it's taken me coming back on the podcast yeah. for the podcast to happen again right <laughs> although not without effort we've we've recorded two um yeah fair enough that's mm, true that got sort of lost into the void due to various issues of like technical quality issues. corruption i think if we're being i think if we're being yeah. honest here you know i was uh kind of editing these uh modcasts down and really my life just kind of got pretty crazy so the onus to to do these fell away i haven't been in the streams as much but hoping to get back into that now that we've kind of passed into a new section of my life yeah, but you send stuff into space like what's more important here tobe sending stuff into space or modcast <laughs> the modcast why is the modcast of course it's the modcast and also i blame james and liam for those podcasts failing True. last time so yeah it was their fault yeah so what's everyone been up to yeah um well i've had i've had uni um a lot and that's kind of got me busy to the point in which i don't really play fm anymore but um i mean i, I do a little bit but yeah I'm, I'm busy and then i might come back to england anyway next next year so there's there's lots going on there but yeah just cracking on uh how about you leonie yes i uh well thankfully with covid finally starting to ease a bit although it's now getting worse again i've been able to actually do stuff so I've been back at the wood twice a week. Today, the boys are in Dubai at the moment on holiday. So instead of doing nothing, I went and did a photo shoot with the club dog. Um, it was a great afternoon. <laughs> Thoroughly enjoyed myself. But besides that, I work, work, yeah. that's it. <laughs> Mod, play a bit of FM here and there. But yeah, things are things things could always be worse, you know. What about you, Tobes? What have you been up to? Oh, well, this is a bit of a Modcast exclusive Um I have a brand new cat as of uh, a couple weeks ago. So we're up to three cats in this household now. This one is currently sat in my lap, has its teeth on my finger, um, could chomp down at any minute. So if I scream, uh, you'll know why. No, but, but um, uh, we had a satellite launch that, that kept me pretty busy. And then, of course, um, you know, my partner Kelly was going through some pretty hectic parts of medical school. So went offline for a bit but now we are back and uh, the name of the new cat is all right so you're gonna have to stick with me on this one um so kelly and i played uh this this video game called paper mario and the thousand year door where i was the uh, right hand and she was the left hand and we went through the entire game and we managed to beat it um so now we name all of our cats after characters from this game um okay so this cat is prince mush or just mush uh, is what we've been calling him. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting you to say, but it was not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
It's a, uh, you know, his name was Marshmallow in the SPCA, so Mushmallow it just it just fit right in. Fair enough. Do the cats get along? No, no, not not even a little bit. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. <laughs> so so Minnie is incredibly bossy. Um, still hisses at him. He's only been here a few weeks. We've been told, you know, up to two months to expect some hissing. So hoping that uh, they eventually get along. The other cat, Flurry, gets along with with Mush a little bit, but. That's still a process. But is I, is Mush a kitten? Mush or? is a kitten. I think that's part of the problem here. He uh, he will sprint at her, and she will not move. She will stand firm and just hiss, <laughs> and then he will run away. And that repeats itself about ten times a day. Getting to know each other. <laughs> I feel like we know what Clates has been up to, but Clates, do you want to yeah, tell everyone say, anyway? <laughs> I was waiting for you to ask, and I was like, well, I don't know. I feel like I speak, I tell you what I do every weekend when we stream. But um, yeah, playing FM streaming do lots of videos lots of extra youtube videos which i think we'll talk about in a bit um and working usual stuff trying to move house which hopefully fingers crossed we've uh sorted and boxed off now so that's exciting so i think generally speaking we're all we're all in a good spot um, i think so i think it's exciting now the return yeah. of tobes is uh I was very excited when I was like, Tobes is back, everyone. Well, you could see we straight away released a, a, like a data-driven video, pretty much. Exactly. As as he was back. Exactly. So uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I got to got to take a breath at work and pretty much spent one full day <laughs> just making the giant spreadsheet writing down 500 current abilities. Yeah, and that video did really well. So do we want to talk about YouTube now? About how the curve you've been on since the FM22 release? Well, I think you were saying the numbers. You've got the numbers there, right? What's the uh, the YouTube growth since FM22 started launched? First day of beta in FM22, you had 6.01k YouTube subs. And now we're at... 14.5. Yeah, that's not bad, that is it. It's good going. It's mad the way you think about it like that. Kind of like you, you go visit your relatives every year, and they keep saying, oh, you've grown so much. And you, you sit there like, no, I haven't. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, from their snapshot. Yeah, except for, for me, I, I actually didn't grow. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Clates wouldn't draft you in a... In the showdown. I'm only five three, so like my mum my is four foot nine, so make your conclusion <laughs> as you wish. Um, yeah, I mean I say that I I'm at five foot three, I'm the tallest on my mum's side of the family. I don't know a single adult that short, Daniel. That's under five <laughs> uh, yeah. She's I think she said she stopped growing when she was like twelve. So Yeah, that's um Oh, that would digress super quickly then. <laughs> 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 From what YouTube subs to... We're back. Yeah. <laughs> this is just... Shall we talk about YouTube? But first, <laughs> yeah. let's talk about Daniel's mum being four foot nine. So what do you, what do you think, what do you attribute to the growth? Oh yeah, I was going to say actually it's, there is a, there was a bit of method behind the, the madness, behind the growth there because it's been quite, quite tactical actually. We've kind of ramped it up youtube side it's always been a bit of the plan hasn't it but i think since we've we've created our group chat which is solely about youtube so we've always had our our mods chat but now we've got the youtube chat which includes like tom and pav and uh, um and then us guys and we just a little bit more analytical strategic in yeah. how we approach things yeah i think yeah, we started fm22 just the three of us and then we were like right or four of us right we need more and then Tom started editing the videos and it was like, okay, and then Pav is Pav. Like, yeah. But I think generally yeah. as well, you've got better at playing the YouTube game a little bit with mm. titles. 100%. And thumbnails have always been like on it. But yeah, um, I think that, that helps as well, getting into the algorithm things. 
Uh, yeah, I actually think having got a notification of the the new Plymouth video. Oh yeah, it's just come out actually. Yeah, <laughs> um, I need to I need to send that to the Discord. Um, but yeah, no, I think having so there's six of us in that group and six of us actually having such a uh, like an input yeah. into everything. I think we've all sort of learned what works and what doesn't work. Now that I don't think we're ever sort of uh, like arguing about whether a video is a good idea. We'll have like the idea, we'll chat about it, and then we so, do actually talk about. Yeah actually no is that gonna is that wider audience enough is that gonna get people to watch it etc and yeah i think having that level of different perspectives sort of yeah allows it to shape it into something that can do well and well they have been there's so many banger videos on on the channel now i think it works out yeah i also think it's the consistency yeah 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 definitely that which has been massively helped by having people like tom consistently be able to edit videos so that we can churn them out when I go through my stages of being absolutely knackered, which seems to have happened a lot this year, more so than before. But I think that's just a work thing. And I still blame COVID. Yeah. yeah. Have, are Dobes and I the only two that haven't had COVID? Uh, yeah. I've had, I think yeah, Dobes had it twice. Not yet had yeah. COVID. But then I didn't really get long COVID, so I got lucky in that sense. But Although um, I couldn't really, my lungs didn't really work for about two months. But didn't you keep testing positive on a lateral flow for like yeah. ages? Yeah. That was, that was fun. YouTube, sorry. Yeah, YouTube. Anyway, um... <laughs> and hang on, how tall is your mum? <laughs> I think he said four foot nine. Four foot nine. The smallest player on FM is five foot one. Yeah. Is that the next video? Top ten shortest. <laughs> <laughs> that response from Dan was so good. Yep. <laughs> Can I win the Champions League with Dan's mum at striker? <laughs> <laughs> That could be a thing, though, just, like, the shortest team in football manager. Depends what the jumping reach is, though. I mean, can you, like, I know we said the shortest player is five foot one, but in the editor, is there an option that's under? I don't know, actually. I think Luke did do a video where he did short players and tall players, so I assume he did the smallest. I mean, how have you found FM22 so far? I suppose we should discuss that, because last time we did a modcast, FM22 wasn't out. As the only one who plays it, apparently out of us um okay. i play i play yeah uh, no fair enough um do i, do I play much no but i play fair i play i no, i was gonna say i don't play as much maybe i do i've got i've got lots of you play at work well yeah I, no i don't in case they're listening um <laughs> the official party line is like yeah. no such thing no. no i don't know it's good I, I i always they kind of blend into each other i i hear people talking about fm's like oh i miss fm 18 or whatever i'm like it's just FM's just a thing. It's it's constant. I don't they I oh, by the way, you can get a four foot nine player. That is the minimum height. There you go. Dan's mum, you're in. Yeah, she's <laughs> delighted. Um no, I think FM twenty sticks out because obviously that was lockdown and that's yeah. why I played like Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much more than normal. But yeah, I wouldn't say like oh yeah, I miss FM fifteen. No. no. It's usually something that was broken on those games, isn't it? And people are really good at remembering what game that was, and I never remember. But there was one, I think it was maybe like 15 or something, where it was, it was near post corners. I remember Sebastian Quates was top goal scorer in the Prem every season for me. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nothing has changed, what, eight years later? So. <laughs> yeah, I've told the story in the Discord a bit, but my, my FM journey this year was, you know, the game comes out, they talk about dynamic youth rating. I decide I'm going to do this great build a nation save. I'm going to love it so much. Um, I decide to go with Austria. Seems like the right level league for, you know, what I'm trying to do. I find a team in the second division that won a title 100 years ago. 
called Floridsdorfer, and I pick them, <laughs> and I start the save, and then the next day, Zealand makes a video. My FM22 save is with Floridsdorfer. What are the odds? I mean, that is so weird. Yeah, it, it killed my uh, killed my enthusiasm a little bit. I won the Champions League, and then. When they said dynamic youth ratings broke and I kind of quit. Yeah, no. Yeah, that was a big thing, wasn't it? It was sort of like one of the main things that I think people were really excited about. They didn't lie. To find out it's... Okay. No. <laughs> can't, can't say that. We want to stay on their good side. They did not lie. But yeah, I think that was... it. The way it transpired was slightly different to... Maybe, what was expected. As I said, yeah, I can't really comment. I don't know what the threshold for played recently on Steam is. Is that like in the last two weeks, isn't it? Going on FM22 on Steam, plates is played recently hours is about the same as my total hours on the game. So, uh... oh yeah, my total hours are lacking this year. Yeah, it says last two weeks. I think that's what it is. Yeah, last. Two. So I'm about to hit a thousand hours on this year's game. I've got 251. Yeah, I, I think I might have played less than. I don't know. Maybe I don't feel like I have because I've done quite a lot of saves. So I feel like I am I'm playing it a lot. But I mean, you've just uploaded a Plymouth video. Yeah. I, I nah, to be fair, maybe I am going to get more because I got 1400 hours on 21. We think about how many weekends you're going to be streaming. So that's another six hours this weekend just on stream. You want to add in midweek streams like 2200 hours on FM20, though. Yeah, FM20 for me was over 2000 hours. Was that, that was lockdown. Just so like distri- disproportionately much well i had 900 on fm21 yeah yeah because before i would just sort of play in a level lessons which um don't do that <laughs> by the way that's you probably listen to your teachers. no you'll actually have um, exams to do unlike Dan. yeah I, I you might not get as lucky as to have a teacher decide your a level grades for you but um I, I ought to get back on it to be fair now the winter update is out it's probably been out for a while hasn't it they um, did the final one yesterday i want to say yeah oh, final yeah, update. You see, that's, yeah that's what i was waiting for to before i got back doing a chelsea it, save um, aren't you yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean we've got enough op tactics to choose from haven't you that is true i do feel like the thing that's kind of broken about it is the the center backs if like a midfielder starts to make that run they're just blind they just kind of refuse to yeah. see it yeah that's, uh, that's why kind of my only gripe. Yeah, but... I agree. That's why the centre mid attack role is broken. Metzala as well. I think it was that set piece that was so broken at the beginning. The free kick, not free kick, the corner with the goalkeeper. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, that. Like, how was that? That thing? type of exploit kind of just bugs me a little bit. I mean, it's nice of FM to release a update the day before a showdown again. again isn't it? That's tw- two in two months now. <laughs> Almost like it's deliberate. I mean, too fair with 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 the showdowns. You are actually on the graphic for potential. What's it? The I was number yeah. Nine yeah. Thing. Yeah. Who was number nine? I haven't had a Diz. chance to look. Diz. And he didn't know he was on the. It was actually really His good. His reaction was. Quite it was funny, really good. He was, so he was on the lowdown, <laughs> and then they so Matt like started the video to reveal it, and then when the video came out, it was just like Diz on the screen. And they're oh, like, God. "Hi, Diz." He's like, "What? What? What? It took what? Him yeah." So long to like, <laughs> yeah. What was going well, on. he wouldn't have been able to see the screen. That's what I'm thinking. It would have. Yeah. He wouldn't have known. Yeah, that... I was wondering that yeah. too. Bless him. <laughs> and then he had to draw straight away. That nah, was good. I wonder if he like saw the chat and everyone started screaming Diz, and that's when he realized. Well, or... I think it was like after that big <laughs> gap, Matt went, "Hi, Diz," and then he was, <laughs> <laughs> and then he realized. But yeah, no, I was on the uh, the graphics. I can say this now, but I had um. 
Matt came round to do the the filming for the next like way. Well, basically, anyone who's been in a showdown or is likely to be in a showdown in the future have had all their these new um videos, photos, Fun. yeah, big photo shoots. So a couple of weeks ago, Matt came round um with Holly and Proudy, and they all met Lenny. And set up in the living room. Did you get the crab suit out? No, I didn't. But if we are in a showdown again, one of the celebrations does have Lenny in it. So I hope they use that one. <laughs> did they also see the KFC chairs? Uh, no, but I did tell them that we'd given them away. So <laughs> <laughs> Replace them with an Xbox fridge. Yeah, which I've actually unplugged because it's quite loud. So Yeah, do you actually? Yeah, yeah. that was a... That was a- purchase but new office i reckon we'll find it we'll find it that especially if it is this house that we're uh hopefully buying um it's in the loft so actually going to the fridge is going to be much more difficult it's got a lovely skylight yeah no that is really nice we're going again on sunday to measure up and everything yeah would you get get a completely new setup uh nah not really basically take everything i've got it'll just be i need to think i don't know how we're going to do the background and everything though because it's kind of a just a long room but we'll work it out Get get Nerdphonic to come to that new flat and get get you a, a cool setup. Yeah, if you could, that would be good. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that was a weird one. That was actually meeting internet people in real life for the first time, really, because it's been a pandemic. So there's been there's been nothing, and then then suddenly Matt was in my house and Proudy was in my house and Holly. So well, these are real people. Real people. And I've heard people yeah. talk about it before, how it's like, you think it's going to be really weird and then it's actually really normal because they're people you've spoken to quite a lot. And it was, yeah, it was exactly that. I was like, oh, it's actually completely normal. It's fine. Um, yeah, that was an interesting first. Yeah, I guess you hadn't met anyone uh, before the pandemic started. No, no, not at all. Had you met Phil before the pandemic started? I've still not actually met Phil in real life. Oh, wow. No, we've, tr- we've been to the same football game about five times now, but. Always. It's really difficult, actually. I'm sure you know this that to try and meet someone at the football if you're going with different groups is actually not that easy logistically. So quite hard, to especially support. if it's like a what Anfield and exactly. Wembley's capacities. Exactly. As well. Yeah. So I was going to say not not over here. It's not hard. You just kind of look at the other people who showed up. Yeah. 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 No. At Wembley for a final, it was not easy. Wembley. I've tried to meet with people like for after nfl or before NFL, yeah and it's just chaos also wembley's terrible for like pubs like there's no pubs yeah. that yeah. you can get into uh hopefully i just asked the um my cousin gets tickets for every game i was like if you see any spurs <laughs> um i can go to when uh to anfield south again no i don't want to dox myself but i live pretty close to uh, wembley and there's the only the one pub i can really think of but that's like right on the sort of main street, so it's going to be rammed, and you're not going to get in. But two fair, yeah, when I I went sixth form in Watford, so we'd have the Watford to London line. It's like goes past Wembley, and it's like, oh, this is a yeah cool place, but kind of not fun to get in and out of and around. And on a match day, it is hell. Like living there, it is mobbed. They have to sort of where I live, they put up like roadblocks to stop people going down our road uh, because it just gets crazy because people try to take the shortcuts around. Yeah, I guess when Tottenham were there as well, that would have been even more. Oh, yeah, yeah, like we're not allowed to use the car park, the car park's completely shut off because people we have a private car park and people try to park in there because like the parking is ridiculously expensive on a match day, so it literally is, it, it, but it's. It's also just very cool. Like, I live in walking distance of Wembley. It's pretty cool. 
So yeah, um, Wembley Logistics. Where were we? Um, <laughs> we were talking about um, showdowns, YouTube FM showdowns. People. You're going to be in a showdown this FM? Uh, I've got all the recordings done now, so maybe. No, I'm keen to. Just It's just, I've been asked a few times in FM 22 and it's just been one of those things where I don't have many plans outside of, well, any social plans really. It's just happened to be that Every plan that I've had in the past six months or whatever have been on showdown month on showdown weekends. So it's just been one of those. And usually it's like one of the days out of the three as well. So the League Cup final was one of them. And it's just like, oh, that means you can't really, you can't do the Saturday. You can't really do anything, can you? So yeah, it's just been one of those, which a bit frustrating, but also it is, I mean, you guys know this as much as me, I think. It is exhausting being in the showdown, especially I think with the way that we approach things, maybe that's, like our fault a little bit we maybe we i think we every time we say we're going to be more relaxed this time but it's hard to be relaxed and because it just doesn't happen because when you, you set the bar at a certain exactly level, yeah we got to a point where we did we wanted to do it properly and we kind of did that and then anything less than that you actually feel like oh we could have done a bit more we could probably be trying harder and then you try to relax and you're like but i don't really like not winning so it's just yeah, yeah. i think it's just competitiveness although saying that i think the more the more recent ones where how many when was the last time we won? Do, hang on. I'm trying to work them out now. But the ones where we went out. We won the last one. Did we win the last one we're we in? We beat Ben in the final. Was it when we beat Ben in the final? I think we've been in one since, no, right? Was... I can't remember. Yeah. It's been a long <laughs> no, time. No, we have been in one since. Yeah, we've since. been in one since. We have been And actually, in one we went since. out of that one. We didn't win that one. And I was quite... We did have a good week. We were quite good still, weren't we? But we... um. We got... Didn't we get FM'd that one? Yeah, I think we did. But I don't, th- I don't remember oh, feeling I stressed it was... about it. Yeah. I think it was uh, the Zealand went up against Zealand and uh, I don't remember some oh, set yeah, pieces maybe. or something. I can't remember it. Obviously, didn't get I was stressed just about the it. Discord. <laughs> I was looking in the Discord for the stream at Showdown chat so I could see it. And then I no, I we lost the mic on penalties, didn't we? Or to someone that was oh, I think, yeah, that yeah, was we earlier. We lost no, I think was it, we definitely lost to Mike. I don't know if that time was on penalties. But... Maybe not on penalties. That was with the glad. legends. That was when we all No no know, no, that was another time. That was the It first was the Premier time. League oh, one. Oh, oh. I think we The Premier League one was the last one in September. Well maybe it wasn't on penalties. But I think we lost to Mike I in think, one. I pr- I do remember it, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? It must have I mean, been a long time it, ago. This was a while ago. Because yeah, literally this morning on my time hop came up a year ago. Remember that time it they had was, a spinny wheel Chez. and we got Bruno Fernandes and like Zealand got Kante and ran off the screen raging. Yeah. We beat Chez in the first playoff um, and then we, I don't know who we played after that, but I've got the, I've got the table from the Saturday. Oh, the last one or? The one we were in last yeah. year. It was what that Premier League one. September. September. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think we lost to Mike. I somehow remember that. So I think we were losing the first leg and then we almost came back, but not quite or something. How would you have felt if you'd been the one with the team swap? I'd hate it. Ben says straight away, he's like, <laughs> uh, I'm gutted you're not in this one because you would have hated this more than anyone else. <laughs> I was like, I would have thrown all of my toys out the pram. It would have been worse than Zealand's meltdown. And I'm so glad I wasn't in it because it wouldn't have been a good look. So <laughs> Ben literally messaged me and said, you would have hated this, wouldn't you? I was like, yep. <laughs> When you draft for such a system, you know what you need and you get it. I almost feel like it had that when they were coming up with that, it was for for people like me is why they did that. There's probably a few others too. It's it's not great for like Kev, I don't think. He does think very carefully about his squad, doesn't he? Um, then it was quite funny at the same time. 
It was. It <laughs> was. Insane. And then Zealand got his own squad back, so they didn't get the meltdown there, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because well, well, I mean, I he kind I of. I was. I was maybe watching Dave's perspective, and he's just never seen someone look so perplexed as to what was going on. Yeah, I don't think Dave was happy <laughs> with it at the time. I think well, Zealand had the meltdown and then got his squad back, didn't he? So yeah, I am a bit scared about the next twist, especially as this twist did an impact on the competitors. Like the next one we're in, there is going to be one. Fun. Fun. I do like how it's sort of advanced and it's a whole like thing now product and it's 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 a good watch on the weekend. No, it definitely is. The showdown does it really well. I think actually the some of the things that I've become fatigued with almost is the sort of the draft scene, which I don't think it's for yeah. me. Um, and I it's sometimes really I sucky. yeah I sometimes I throw the showdown into that and I'm like I'm not sure I don't think that's what they're doing I think actually the showdown is above and better like that that sounds almost like elitist but I re- it is I think isn't it in terms of how good it is um, and I think they avoid that sort of I don't know I want to say sweaty as like a FIFA term for it really that I don't think it is that so I should probably avoid making it in my head making it seem like that I mean I feel like the draft scene. Uh... It exists for people who want to, you know, compete and play competitively. And the showdown isn't that. It's the showdown's like clearly an entertainment product. Yeah, exactly. So I just think they're kind of different. Yeah, agreed. There's nothing wrong with people who who like to play competitively. It's just I don't think any of us really do. Yeah, no, hundred percent. That's just not me. That's what FM doesn't isn't that for me. FM's all about the storyline and the and the long term saves. As you see, this is why we do it on stream like this. That's like the Hereford save and the Mulvan save, and then that's my feeling about fm um and Mm -hmm. the practice drafting and playing each other all the time it's people love it fair play to them it's just that's not how i yeah see fm and yeah i mean yeah i mean i've you know we i've drafted with dan and with toes before just like on our own and i think when it's with your mates for fun oh yeah and it's pure fun it can be a laugh but when you're all of a sudden adding like it's got to be an entertaining thing. There's so much pressure to deliver, not just like you know. You people want to see the tension. They want to see. Yeah, I think as soon as you add like you know, rankings and who's the best drafter and who like, it's Football Manager, which is also very RNG. It's very random which players turn up in that particular. Like, it's too much of that for it to be that really. And the and then every time you say this, never be an esport. Yeah, of course it couldn't. The only thing that like flies in the face of that is the fact that like kevin chapman wins every time <laughs> so there must be something in it but well, to be fair i think we kind of found what was in it it was being prepared and, and drafting for your tactic etc but at the, the at the same time as that you can turn up and the players you picked can just not be very good in that particular games game save because we're not even playing it in we're playing it in a completely different um like game mode aren't we when we're actually doing the showdowns that's just the network save that's turned into this so it's, there's still a lot of randomness about which, yeah, I just it's just not for me the the draft scene. Um, I think we should maybe have a slight break if that's yeah, let's do it. Just we've yeah going for half an hour, so we'll be back. Um, well for you, imminently, but um, yeah, we'll just have a quick pause and be back straight after. Mm-hmm. 
Hello everyone and welcome back to part two of this return episode of the modcast. Um, so we've discussed YouTube things, general FM things, and now I think we can move over to the Twitch side of things um, with Hertha Brazil. So yeah, how do we think that has gone, maybe compared to older saves or just generally? Yeah, I personally I've really enjoyed it, but yeah, what, what do you think, Plates? Uh, I'm enjoying it. I think it's a really good save. I think there's, it's a really, I think the idea behind it is really strong. I'm a little bit frustrated with Twitch generally, really just with the, I just, it's been really difficult to do those midweek streams. I feel like we've lost, we do lose a bit of momentum with the save through that. And I really want to kind of get back into it. I feel, I just feel like what we season three now, is it season three or four, uh, season four now, I think. And for the amount of, months that have gone by on the save I just I'd like to be a bit further along which is frustrating but again I don't think it's avoidable I think it's just one of those being a human being things yeah with from a time point of view that like midweek time goes into YouTube and then there you've seen the tangible sort of growth so it's a, a difficult balance yeah 100% when you kind of like zoom out a little bit you can see that actually what we're doing there is that growth we've had all the YouTube stuff a lot of time goes into that and that's kind of what's it's that extra stream, that midweek stream is what's had to fall off the wagon. So we um we kind of discussed the other week about, and um, I think we talked about it on stream a little bit, maybe doing like an hour long, just a short midweek stream, which hopefully we'll start to do if we need to. Because I think just it's just about checking in and keeping a bit of momentum, which I think would really help this save. Because I think it's a really good save. And actually some of the storylines and what we're doing is really good if we could get through it that little bit quicker is where I'm at with it. Maybe I'm being hypercritical, but I think um, that's just my natural reaction to these things. Because I think we've had like some of the players we've got to know in that save. The fact that we've now got a fully Brazilian squad, basically, plus Ollie French, um, is quite cool, actually. And we're doing all right with it, really. Bayern Munich are just really good. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about it? What are like your favourite parts of the save? Maybe who your favourite players are, etc. Yeah, so I think for me, coming from the original part of the save... It sort of it is that nostalgia, like in the Easter eggs. That, you know, maybe not everyone understands, but I do, and the people that were there do. And I just think it's it's different. Like it's a guarantee no one was going to be doing the same save as you, which is really really helpful in terms of. Like, no, I agree. Actually, yeah, that is a useful thing. It's like I know that people can tune into this, and it's going to be like, oh, this is different to anything I've seen. This is a different, even if there's similar types of save. It's. Oh, actually, I've never seen Hertha Berlin with purely Brazilian players, so... No, but I think I've noticed it myself. We get, a, you know, an increase in people coming in with putting in the save command to try and figure out what's going on because it just is different. I think we're getting better at explaining it quickly as well in this. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, and I just think because you've done it, so, you know, you could, as we said before, you could cheat. Like, you don't have to only sign Brazilians. It's, it's written in a way that you could sign other players, but you want to do it properly. It's Hertha Brazil, yeah. you know? I'm just upset there isn't a new Dirk sprint. That's really what makes me sad. We tried. Who was the? Who was Flick. that little guy? Oh, Flick, Dennis Flick. Is that his name? Yeah. He's um. We tried for a bit. We need a Brazilian one to come through. The thing is that there never will be another Dirk sprint. No, like. No, no, you're right. Also, we need to be good enough that the Dirk sprint we can carry the Dirk sprint. So in that Hertha, the original Hertha save, we were like Champions League winners, weren't we? And then Dirk sprint came along. I was going to say, we some people are going to be so confused yeah, as to what Dirk thinking, Sprint is. Yeah, I was trying to work out what sort of proportion of the the base yeah. now knows what a Dirk Sprint is. 
And Dirk Sprint was a under-19s left-back who was not good at football at all. And there was a left-back. No, was he a centre-mid? And then you had to retrain him to be a left-back. Yeah, he was a centre-mid and then we had no left-back. So he played there because he was left-footed. <laughs> that was literally was class. It. Yeah. He, was, he scored penalties. He was under-19s World Player of the Year runner-up. He had a worldie in like my first stream. Yeah, he actually did score some really good goals out of nowhere. But again, like even our reaction at the time, I was thinking nobody understands why this is so amazing. <laughs> this is so amazing because there's no reason for him to be doing this. But yeah, it was a good storyline, that one. We say that I still have his goal with the Titanic music. It's in my bookmarks on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the most terrible like video quality and like oh, the stream awful. looked awful, didn't it? It's just, yeah. How we've grown. Yeah. My my experience of the save might be a little shot in Florida, but the part that I enjoyed the most was when uh, you were at the verge of of getting sacked, and I you know I'm five hours behind, so I would wake up every morning, check, and find out if you were sacked or not, um, <laughs> and that helped a lot with actually then going back and watch the vod. Like, oh, he didn't get sacked, so I know when he's losing three nil in this first game, he's not about to get fired. Um, yeah, that's quite a nice like. It's like settles the nerves almost. Yeah, it? I know what you mean. From, like, when I'm stressed what... to just like it was, it was actually very funny. Which is, I presume, most of the viewers were taking it. Who weren't, you know, behind the scenes, yeah. like, oh god, what do we do with the Twitch save if he gets fired when, when that's stressed? That was literally. I was going to say, as like the mod part in you there was the, oh my god, this thing that we've spent ages preparing now is going to be like a two week save and we're going to get sacked. Yeah, it was. So, so we were so awesome. close. We had contingency plans. We did, yeah. Um, but I think we actually should remember that as we remember this save it's the first season where we had an f manager rating so bad but it wasn't i mean we were pretty bad but it was like a bit broken when it with the board it was yeah it, but we were close because you know we did that dynamics i did that squad dynamics video and i used the hertha save to test it because the morale and the hierarchy and all the dynamics were so mudded i used that to test it so i did a separate save file and fixed all the dynamics and then also didn't fix the dynamics holiday till the end of the season in the one where i didn't change anything we were sacked like two weeks later because we didn't win that next game got sacked and then had to then knowing that i was like oh my god <laughs> the pressure is on for this sake this oh no it wasn't the pressure wasn't on because i'd already played through and survived so i knew that i was like oh my word we were really close to getting actually sacked there that we were we were done um but yeah that, i think that adds to this story actually i didn't really think of that when when he said how's the save gone it was very bizarre watching you, you know, be in seventh place in Europe or something, the very last spot, and the board would give you a C, and then someone would, you know, play a midweek game, and you'd be down to an F despite not having yeah. played. And yeah, and we're still in seventh. Back to a C. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very. It was. It was the first key that the dynamics might be a bit broken on this FM, which I know. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people maybe aren't too happy with, but. As a viewer, it was you know it was a pretty good experience. Yeah, I guess that was exciting at the start, wasn't it? It was fun, and yeah, it is. It was broken. We were literally like draw a game away from home against a really good team. We're like right yeah, back down no, to an F. You're but we just drew to Bayern. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Davy Salka saved us, didn't he? Salka, great player. And then got that move to Arsenal. And played about twelve games. <laughs> it's mad how one good season, like how the values change. Yeah, 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 massively. I'm finding that now in the uh, in the Plymouth save where I sign these players for free and they've got massive values and then they're not actually very good so I don't play them then they're valued at like 400k. Yeah. 
Well, I think <laughs> it, also for me, I found recently is like obviously I knew transfer values, you know, like what you've paid for a player, that's going to change their value. But I didn't realise how much because I'm doing a save where I'm trying to ruin a team. Like basically, I'm I've sold a Premier League team, I've sold all their players and brought in non-league quality players. But I'm paying like 10 million for a player because I'm trying to mud the finances. And then these players are worth like 15 million pound. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Whereas before they were worth like 200k. So it's just really interesting, I suppose, how much of an impact that does have. That's why it's always like when a player's like got a high value, like Evan Nilsson's what I'm thinking of. He's got a high value, but I was like, we're never going to get a bid that's 45 million for him. I think the true value of a player is what the AI will actually bid for them. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, we are stealing money from them because they've gone way too high here. But it very rarely does that happen, does it? The AI never goes high. They always go low. And you're like trying to negotiate it up enough that they don't just walk away because you don't know if yeah. they're going to come back. Yeah, it's like buckaroo. <laughs> No, that is not head. a reference I expected. Good one though, isn't it? That's true. Buckaroo. I yeah, mean... totally. I know what that is. Yeah. What? <laughs> right, that's the next episode. We're sending Buckaroo to Tobes. No, it's Dan. Dan, were you born when Buckaroo came? No. <laughs> oh, this thing. Oh, I never Buckaroo! Had it. No, Tobes just said he doesn't know what that is as well. Yeah, I... Um, I Am I the only one that knew? Yeah, and it's a great reference. So basically, it's this horse thing... <laughs> like a western style horse that you would load up with loads of was Plastic it a horse things. or a mule maybe a, a mule it was like a donkey anyway thing. that's not important that part of it to be honest you it, load it up with loads of plastic luggage because it carries things like spades and bags and stuff you load it up a guitar that was one of them wasn't it and it's like spring loaded and then as you add that final little extra bit of too much weight at the end it will like kick its legs up and cut, chuck all the stuff off so the aim of the game was each person would take it in turns to put a little bit of extra luggage on this horse without it kicking it's like pop-up so, pirate but yeah different. but better buckaroo yeah. uh to go back to my uh the analogy <laughs> when you're yeah. negotiating with the ai you're just trying to tease that little bit of extra out of them until uh, until they kick and and cancel the transfer it's perfect that was, really that was a very good reference analogy i wish i'd got it straight away yeah, it would have been better without the two minute explanation i think but... no, no, i needed the two minute explanation I, I needed it to find it on google because i was going down a rabbit hole of a song by leanne womack and then buck owens and then i eventually found the board game so mm-hmm. thanks for the two minutes <laughs> yeah you're welcome so yeah we've um ended up talking about board games though um do we want to talk about the newest development in the Clates universe, the Clatreon. Well, this episode will be for worldwide release. Um, and then I'm not really sure how we're going to structure it, but um, either way, it's going to be a monthly episode of the Modcast exclusively on the Patreon. And yeah. We will still do normal episodes. Yeah, but yeah we're just going to up, up it, really. I think it's nice to sit down and chat things yeah. through, isn't it? I think it's a nice little peek behind the curtain. So, yeah, uh, yeah we're going to have modcast episodes on the Clatreon. Try and get some uh, more exclusive is... guests. Exactly, exactly that. I think, like, get Kat on, even though she would hate it, but I think it's a really good idea. And get John. Lenny on. Get Lenny on. Yeah, he, he doesn't talk much. <laughs> just clip a mic to him. And... Yeah, I try that on stream quite often. It doesn't go well, it's does it? Sort so. of, like, dog-eating mic and yeah. No. But yeah, we're gonna. So I should. We, yeah, it is gonna be fun. I think we should mention that the Clatreon is a Patreon because yeah, I, I know it's in the name. But yeah, you've not so made we've, your own platform for. No, no, we haven't. <laughs> so yeah, we've started a, a Patreon, uh, five pound a month. Uh, 
if you want to support. Um, it's come about really because we had the Facebook deal, which is ending. Um, we're just trying to see what we can do with our extra time that not doing the Facebook videos will bring about. So we'll put it into, you know, more YouTube videos and hopefully more streams, but also doing more of these, these modcast um, recordings. And also like, I'm going to put loads of stuff on there to hopefully add a load of value. And also then it kind of in turn supports the stream financially and pays for things like editors, etc., which will be useful. I was going to say the benefits of being a Patreon member is you get your name in the video credits, you get a Discord role, your monthly exclusive modcast, exclusive FM videos, and access to save files and editor files. So things like the Arthur Brazil start file or the Gascoigne file from the vid the other day. So that yeah. sort of thing. So if that's something you're interested in, come and join us. Yeah, we're going to have a chat um a, a separate channel in the discord as well which i kind of want i want people to remind me of things that if there's like a video that you might want any of the files i can be like, oh yeah definitely let me upload that now sort of i want it to be a bit of a a real like inside circle for the um for the channel which yeah i think we can make it quite worthwhile if people involved in that we can get feedback on things we can get people involved i want to do maybe things like uh, like Zealand does save your saves maybe do like the tran we talked about doing like a transfer window of, of viewers um, or maybe now Clatreon members their saves and um, turning that into a little bit of content so we could do that with the Patreon members Can also then like, hopefully yeah versus the Patreon members or something like that. exactly yeah it's just things like that so any basically yeah loads of things we can do but things that people want and please you don't have to join if you you know if you can't afford it or whatever don't feel you have to join to be part of it because we still are a community you know and it's not going to take away from any of the normal content really it's just sort of extras on top that um if you're interested in then go for it and yeah that's why it's taken so long to to, to make one really I, I remember people asking about a patreon like years ago now it would actually be years ago now and i was always like ah. and not until i think we can actually offer value for that and i think We've got enough going on now that I think we can offer value for it. Um, yeah, we could I mean, actually, I was just thinking of other things, actually. We could do things like Fantasy FM in just with Patreon members, etc. And with I'm, prizes I'm and things. It, and... It, I'm looking it up. We discussed a Patreon in uh, October 2020 in the mods chat. And I think I said no, right? <laughs> yeah, at the time we were sort of like, you know, we don't want to be making people think we want money from them. And, you know, I mean, I don't know what our figures were like back then, but we were sort of like, is it worth it? Yeah, exactly. Which is um, why it's still now. Like, if there is, if people don't want to support via Patreon, you absolutely do not have to. And I don't know how you can really. I don't think I can articulate quite how to say that without it seeming like I'm just saying it. But really, it's uh, just one of those. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's at the end of it's something that's extra. You know, it's not expected of anyone. You're not really going to miss anything. You know, if you're not in it, the modcast. You know, but it's not like Clates is doing a stream that's only for patrons yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah it's gonna be on top of what you'd usually expect anyway tobes has been dying to talk about jesse marsh for about 50 minutes <laughs> yeah i can't i can't really yeah. shut up about it <laughs> real soccer um real, real soccer. soccer no it's just very exciting we haven't had a, an american manager in the premier league since bob bradley went to swansea and that was a, just a disaster for pretty much everyone um i remember being upset with bob because he did not I don't think he tried to, to integrate himself into the culture at all uh, of England. He tried to, he just kept being a bit cocky and a bit American. And when you go two wins, two draws, nine losses or whatever he had <laughs> while you're um, acting kind of cocky, I don't, 
it's not a recipe for success. So I've been very happy to see Jesse come over and be very respectful of, of people like, uh, you know, Marcelo Bielsa and everyone else that, that leads and, and do very well. Yeah, jumped right in there, but I just it just explodes out of me when I hear his name. <laughs> I mean, I was excited about it. I actually I did a video on Jesse Marsh when he first came in. Then, I mean, it's one of the worst performing videos in the last twenty, but it was. Uh, <laughs> it's still a it thing. Was, it was. Yeah, now it's real football that I was actually like, this is exciting. I think this is a big thing. It's a big deal. Um, and I think he's done all right, really, hasn't he? He's got that Wolves game was a bit mad. Um, yeah. but actually, I was just looking at some of the the stats in there as well we talked about it on stream a bit didn't we that actually has definitely improved leads i know they were on a they were they were sliding heavily towards the bottom three weren't they conceding mm-hmm. all over the shop in the final few games under bielsa but i mean that liverpool game i think that's one of the worst performances i've seen against liverpool in a lot of years just in terms of just not tracking runners just the, the man-to-man like approach that bielsa had going was it was so obvious what was happening that I was watching it going, you need to change this. And then he, he wouldn't because it's Bielsa. Um, so yeah, I think just looking at the XG numbers and everything, XG against XG4, seems like they're improved. So I kind of hope they stay up now. I think they will. I think, I think they will as well, yeah. Yeah, I think I know one Leeds fan and I'm pretty sure he's happy with it all. He was not happy after two losses and then a Norwich 91st minute equaliser. I think he was yeah. uh, yelling at me a little bit there, like sort your man out. But I think but now nah, he's pretty he's, happy. Uh, Marsha has, has turned it around, really. I mean, the, how it ended at Leipzig was a bit weird, but um, yeah, I, I followed his career yeah. pretty closely because it's it's been pretty obvious to any U.S. fans that he's our best manager since his first job in uh, Montreal. Harsh from Greg. And he's definitely more of the uh, the man management motivator type. I, I don't necessarily think his tactics or anything crazy special but the way he comes in and just gets all 11 people to you know want to die in the field for three points i'm not going to try the action. it's like that um the uh that speech he did at salzburg against liverpool wasn't it mm-hmm. it's like the dressing room footage I of don't, that, that was... i don't think it's a coincidence that you know the same thing happened at wolves even in villa they were completely dreadful for the first half and then they come out in the second half and were good for about 15 minutes until they were crap again but i don't think it's uh I don't think it's a surprise that they always come out and do their best spells of every game or the first 20 minutes after halftime. Yeah. And I think that's why that's why he took the Leeds job as well, was that he knew the players there would play for him, mm-hmm. having just come from the Bielsa regime, that you know they, they'd put the hard graft in. So it Because actually, looking at it, it was one of those... It was a weird type of move for him, wasn't it? If you think... I know it wasn't really working out at Leipzig, but to go to a team that is well sliding heavily towards relegation as we said as we said before and like maybe with that chance of being relegated it was a bit of a a risky one for him but i guess also premier league the draw of that was there too but mm-hmm. you can see why leeds was one he'd said yes to yeah i mean Tobes, i've just looked it up because you were saying it bob bradley's record at swansea 11 games two wins two draws seven losses brad bobley yeah, i think it was you know four in a row at the end or something or, or maybe also some learned- really heavy defeats he managed in Norway at one point. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Now, don't get me on Scandinavia because, you know, Greg Barhalter, current U.S. manager, got sacked from a second division Swedish team. <laughs> and is, you know, now 
That's probably better you just, than the US. Yeah, at the time of this recording, you know, we're maybe going to miss the World Cup again, play Panama on Sunday pretty much but or not. So, uh... That Gio Reyna run, though, right? Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was insane. <laughs> what shoes was Greg wearing? Yeah, Greg's shoe choices are sometimes a bit alternative. Yeah. I'm straight, you know... I, yeah, I just don't like to talk about the U.S. men's national team because I'm stressed about them right now. I'm much happier to talk about, you know, the comeback against Wolves. You don't want to talk about... Yeah. Who was it that missed from, like, two yards? Pulisic, wasn't it? Oh, and Pifak. Jordan Pifak missed <laughs> he, yeah. from two yards so out. For, he, like, for, for context, flag. by the way, this is... We're recording this the day after the U.S. have drawn 0-0 away at Mexico and their qualification hopes. And, well, they're not... They they should if they beat Panama they're in is that what it is or yeah if we yeah. beat Panama we're in unless we then lose four 0 in Costa Rica um yeah and possible. if we draw both games I think we're also in so there's a couple of ways but if you know going in last time we were if it was like if we lose and two other big upsets happen that's the only way we miss and then we did so I'm not <laughs> oh yeah Trinidad I mean yeah also Italy are in the mud. That was, that was yeah, nice. <laughs> that was also crazy. It was a good thing. It was the goal as well. It was just like one of those where the keeper just boots it long. It was. It was like a, I mean, it was a good goal. It. But it was like the only thing they created. Was it the entire game? Something like that. Yeah. And England are already there. Wales could be securing a place after their win last night. That's Gareth Bale decided to that free again. kick. That free kick is insane, isn't it? It's like if it's one centimetre to up or to the right, it's hitting the post and staying out. It's even like the technique on it. It looks like, you know, when you, like you have like a football advert, like a Joga Benito advert like Nike used to do. It looks like when they make all these like, it's like CGI to make it. Do you remember when they, there was that video? It was like an advert of Ronaldinho hitting the bar and it was bouncing back and uh, he volleyed yeah. and yeah. He hit the bar again. It, th- that free kick looked like that. Yeah, like the way <laughs> the ball moved, it looked. Fair. Yeah. In terms of uh, league football, Dan, how are you feeling about Stevenage's uh, survival chances? Um, so Stevenage have um, are now on to their third manager of the season. Um, well, fourth technically if you count the caretaker. Um, so yeah, four managers uh, this season. The, the newest of which is Steve Evans, who is notorious for sort of Brexit football. Um, mm scraping I thought you should say Brexit <laughs> wait Brexit or Brexit football I'm still a bit confused there but a bit of both no Brexit football yeah <laughs> it's okay. the style of play is very rigid disciplined and I, I, I don't want to swear but um what's the what's the substitute for go ahead S house <laughs> that type of um pragmatic pragmatic that'd be a nice way of saying it Mourinho yeah, he's a bit Mourinho, but instead of a sort of suave Portuguese man, he's from Scotland. And not saying that Scottish people can't be suave. Yeah, so Steamage haven't won in so long. And currently... just say Steamage are not very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just sort of dancing around the fact that Steamage might get relegated. Um, 22nd, though. Um... He's counting on another team going bust again to save him. Yeah. Yeah. That would be ideal, but um, <laughs> I mean, it yeah. seems possible, right? There's it seems to be a lot of yeah, a lot of clubs that that could happen to. Yeah, so my when I watch Stevenage, it's normally quite an. It's very entertaining. 
<laughs> I get quite um, worked up, I think. But, you know. The most entertaining thing about Steven Edge is that whenever uh, Daniel streams it on the Discord, um, I like to track the extremely loud woman who screams. I mean, if she's at that Oh, yeah, there's game, one person she's been that at all of them behind the commentators. That, um... Yeah, but what I've learned from watching it with Dan is that he does not like bold people. Um, oh. right, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Huge disclaimer. Demonage have a lot of ball players, and that coincided with not very good form, so... Uh-huh. What are you, what are you saying there? <laughs> I'm just saying that's an observation. I'm just saying there's a, there's a correlation going on there, but... Bob ball Bradley players, board well. manager, not many results. Mm-hmm. I rest my case. Um, yeah, so how how <laughs> Boreham Wood getting on? We had the, you know, we we lived the dream, FA Cup, reaching the fifth round. Yeah. You know, we, we're not the richest club, we, we admit it. Uh, so our squad isn't huge. And it reached the point with the amount of games that have been postponed because of it. The squad have pretty much just burnt out. So since we lost to Everson, we haven't won in five. Um, the lads, as we speak, are currently in Dubai on a rest break trying to recharge so they can sort of give it their all for the rest of the season like we're still in the playoff spots we still have I think two games in hand so it looks like we'll get playoffs but it's just it's difficult to see us getting past the teams with so much money like Wrexham and Chesterfield but yeah the Wrexham I mean not counting did you say you played five games since Everton I feel like I watched that yesterday yeah we've played five games since Everton so we played Everton the Thursday then we've played Tuesday Saturday Tuesday Saturday since and it, I guess my concept of time is just wrong. But yeah. also in that, you have to, we've also then travelled to Merseyside. We've travelled to Bournemouth and back. Like it's, we've played Wrexham, so that was a trip to Wales. Like it's a lot of travelling. You know, at this stage, yeah, we don't fly. Obviously, we coach, and we coach the day of games, so we don't have to have the cost of staying in hotels. And I think the players are all just so burnt out. Like I said, we have yeah, a small really. squad, so it's the same eleven pretty much who play. I obviously I have a deeper knowledge of the squad. Like I've said, I do work with them. I know them very well, so I think my perspective is different to normal fans. But I think. It still is just a season that we're all so beyond proud of, that was beyond all our wildest dreams. Like, at the end of the day, people know me, you know, I support Boreham Wood and I also support Bournemouth, and Boreham Wood beat Bournemouth. Non-league, Boreham Wood beat Championship, going from promotion yeah. to the Premier League. The fact that Bournemouth. game even happened is mental, but like, it's... Yeah, that's so good. I saw that draw and I was like, wait, I need to message Leonie. Most... Yeah, got... yeah, I got so many texts. I was just yeah. gutted I couldn't go because of COVID. But I don't think I would have been able to watch. I would have had like my hands over my eyes. I have my heart rate graph yeah. from my Fitbit and I hit 182. <laughs> like I was that, because once we'd scored that goal, it was like, right, we need to hang on. And that player that scored the goal, Ricketts, he hadn't trained all week. He'd been out with a knee injury. Like he literally hadn't stepped foot on the training pitch, but he played because he was the captain and he scored. That was his third ever goal for the wood. And it was that. Mm. Like it was not a bad time for it no i just get goosebumps thinking about it like this season has been such a the season to remember but it's now just finishing it strong i suppose yeah, i suppose finishing season strong liverpool have to do that don't they clates we're in everything <laughs> you could say i went on a stag do and i've literally tweeted this about eight times and no one even knows the context of it we went on that i went on a stag do and it was when city played spurs and spurs beat city right and i was just there so we were out we were, we were in like a what's it called those places like a walkabout was it i think one of those and uh watching that and spurs were leading and then 
think City came back, but every time Spurs were leading, I was saying to everyone, I was like, you could say the title race is back on. <laughs> and they were like, as a joke. And then they actually won. I was like, you could say. And then as the, the evening went on, I said it probably about a thousand times. And I, every time like City dropped points, I just message, message everyone saying, you could say. <laughs> so you could say Liverpool are going to win the quadruple this year. I do genuinely see it happening. Like, it's, if Liverpool get past City in the FA Cup, you'd think. Although, yeah, it's hard to say. But Yeah, these City games are going to be very interesting. I don't think I've ever gone into a Liverpool City game confident. They're always so entertaining to watch, though. It's like... They are, yeah, but they're so tense. Even that that Champions League one was the, like the the big one. Then do you remember the yeah, it was the was it quarters? Final? I think it was oh. yeah, quarterfinals. Yeah. And I still feel like City like pummeled Liverpool in those two legs, and just Liverpool just got the goals on the on the break and was, was smart about it. Which um, is, so I'm yeah. still terrified. But then clinical, and then when City get Haaland, uh, football is over. So that's. Yeah, so we we need to win it this year because it's so about to be over. We'll just never lose again. See, I I read just before we started that apparently Haaland had rejected the contract offer from City because he was waiting for Real Madrid, but I can't remember what source. That's it was an interesting from. one. If that's I don't actually know if true, because him and Mbappe. I mean, I was going to say what happens. Yeah, with Mbappe, if if like it's one or the other, surely. Yeah. I mean, if they get surely. them both, it's game over, isn't it? I don't even play them by And Benzema and Vinicius Jr. And that squad will be scary. Holland to City is honestly giving me Lukaku to Chelsea vibes. I, I don't think it works. That's a hot take, I guess. But I'm an advocate for, for Bundesliga tax um, awareness. But I think... Yeah, Dan doesn't rate Lewandowski. Um, I, mm. It's not that I don't rate Lewandowski. I just don't think he's better than Kane. I, I'm, I'm maybe aboard that train. Yeah, I think there is a bit of a Bundesliga thing there. And it's difficult with like Lewandowski because he's Polish, so you never see like on the international stage. He's never left the Bundesliga, I suppose. So there is literally no way of knowing. Yeah. But no, I think Holland is so good at like scoring half chances, and then City create a half chance every two minutes. So it's like. Yeah, I think just in terms of like a specimen yeah. as well, he just he's like he's, he's different. Like physically strong, to... like he is that. Yeah. You know, City they don't have that presence really. They never have, well, I mean, besides like from yeah. Room DS and stuff like that, they've not had that attacking presence for a long time. I just wonder a little bit if it's by design because they interchange so much. The front three move around. You have to be able to be quick on the ball and, you know, do this quick interchanging stuff. And, you know, I watch oh, a lot of Holland with Geo because I watch every Geo game. Although they've both been injured yeah. this whole season. So this is mostly talking about last year's Holland. Maybe he's improved. Um, that's not what he's good at. No, that's also, that is maybe fair. It's difficult, isn't it? It's that final piece, which um, this is why I've said for a long time, imagine Man City with Roberto Firmino. Yeah. Honestly, he is the most perfect player for City to sign, but obviously they wouldn't and couldn't, etc. But yeah, that's what, the, I mean, that's exactly what they tried to do with Ferran Torres when they signed him, yeah, wasn't it? Tried to have that, yeah. like that false nine type. But then I think, um, if, I do know what you mean. Yeah, if Pep got a player like Holland at his disposal i think he would change it up a little just to sort of you have a talent yeah. like that you need to accommodate them it's like when liverpool signed benteke wasn't it it's the same as that yeah Simple and of course i say that but then you know <laughs> holland could just you know scorpion kick a concello cross and then it's you know yeah so it would be for... interesting though what pep <laughs> would do yeah he's not gonna he's not gonna be like a medium transfer he's either gonna be really good or not good, cause just because of the yeah. amount they're going to have to pay for him. 
I don't really see a, a scenario in which he's like kind of mid. Yeah, I do wonder what his sort of like Harlan's camp would say to a city move. Because how do you? I think more and more these days footballers look at actually the the route to success. Like, what is the tactical approach here? Does it fit what I'm trying to do? Because you can't look at City now and think oh, there's no blueprint for how he's going to be used in that side, in that system. They literally don't have a striker. So I wonder, like, the people advising him. He's got Mina Raiola, though, hasn't he? So I don't know. He'll probably be just pointing him towards yeah, where the money is. But Yeah, they're just like money. Well, I read something the other day. I can't remember what it was. It was something about, like, agents. And Kessie, you know, is allegedly going to Barcelona. And his agent is allegedly yeah. getting 10 million from it. It's just oh, the whole agent like thing just upsets me. Mind blowing. Like Salah's agent is just a leech. Every, and every it's just... like cryptic tweet that comes from Salah's agent is something. Like, why are you just doing Salah? Like, why? Oh, give it a rest. Things, even at, at, at non league level, we've had issues with agents. Like, you know, again, I know more than most, but some agents, even at this level, and a lot of the time, it's family, which is really yeah, interesting. I th- I know it's a different level. It still happens you a lot at the top Kane. level. You, you people's agents are their family. Oh, it's like Kane's brother, and it is quite weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it is the whole. I think aren't they putting a cap on? I believe they're putting a cap anyway on what agents yeah, can earn from like, transfer. You know, yeah, all of and any one. Yeah, they just get around with it. Yeah. There'll be a way around That's the it. The thing with like now, we're, we're footballers at the moment, just with the ownership and the owners with the Abramovich thing and everything. It's just, I don't know how you police it unless you do like this. This uh, governing agent to be in charge of it, but even then, it's like the amount of money you're talking now. Can you imagine if they tried to introduce a wage cap? <sighs> well, that, well, they kind of did, didn't they, with financial fair play? But it's just that's what I mean. They can't just introduce a wage cap. They'll introduce something that's going to be easily circumnavigated. It's just it's run out of control for too long that now there's no way of reining it in, and it's just quite scary you have to imagine the bubble will burst one day i don't know i think it can't i think the, I like, in I terms don't know of what happens if and when it does what was it neymar was kind of i think yeah the point in which we're like okay you can't that was mental really but then no, yeah, but at the same time that neymar transfer meant that a whole load of other clubs yeah. started to do that because it's like oh actually that's possible then it's the wages like the wages you're reading mbappe has been offered at psg as they try to keep him like it's insane money it's what the hell are you going to do with this money like there's nothing you know even if he wanted literally, to spend it all you could do whatever that's you what kind of baffles me but i suppose it would do wouldn't it it's like this the jostling for more money with like salah now it's like we're arguing over what like an extra 30k a week here that are you gonna know like what are you gonna do with that extra 30k a week here i guess like i don't i don't blame footballers for trying to like maximize their value and what they can earn and set their family up for generations but at the same time it's like above a certain amount you're like are oh, you just being a bit i don't know maybe maybe that's unfair because actually if you're looking at if you're most Sally, you're looking at what Neymar's earning and you're looking at his peers and play and, and it is way more so maybe actually we're being a bit unfair with that but it's always yeah from a fan perspective you just want or like even not a fan but just a non-footballer perspective you're like just this is a lot of money just <laughs> there's yeah a point in which you can i mean um, mbappe is what 22 and he's valued at 95 yeah. million dollars i don't think like, he's, he's gonna struggle if he, his football career ended now yeah <laughs> exactly like you know i i, I can't even begin to fathom how you would spend that much money can't compute in my head like, where do you begin? I know you've got players like Mane who give back to their communities and what have you, but 
not everyone does that, so they have all this money. So what I'm hearing is that everyone wants salary cap, dead cap space in the next year, five-year max deal, NBA, NFL style. (laughs) Is that that, uh, where we're going? Uh, I don't know. The thing is, I think, do you think genuinely these days we could have a Leicester winning the Premier League situation? Because I don't see it anymore. No, I don't think that's the money thing, though. I, d- I think, actually, the, by the time Leicester won that league title, the money thing was out of control anyway. Yeah. And, I like, c- I think comparatively, I don't think it's changed yeah, that much. I exactly. Mean, yeah, because yeah, it's a bit, like, it's just kind of inflation across yeah. the board, hasn't it? But um, I think, actually, now the problem with that is the quality gap is different now that Liverpool and City are so good now. Yeah. And, actually, Chelsea are levels above what any other team was at during those Leicester times that actually I think the quality in the um the the resources that clubs have and the the setups they have now means that that is like increasingly less likely as time goes on but it then I it shouldn't have happened when it did happen should that it was, so it, I often think about just how mental that was yeah me too I remember I was quite disillusioned with football at that time maybe because Liverpool were not very good at that time and kind of being like seeing it happen thinking yeah this is mad but I don't care. It's Leicester. I like. I was trying I don't to know. get everyone over here to understand the Leicester thing, <laughs> and they'd be like, "Oh, it's like at the Browns on the Super Bowl." And I was like, "No, no, not even like... close. <laughs> Way more unlikely. It's like if the Browns didn't get any draft picks for years and were terrible. I, I couldn't. I just I couldn't even. Compute, it's yeah. It's uh, hard to like compare. Yeah. This. No, I don't know. I think it gave me hope at the time as a Bournemouth fan because we got promoted the season. You're like, we're winning the league! Before, <laughs> like, just before that. Yeah, it was like one of those moments of, like, we could actually do something here. And to be fair, our second season in the Prem, we did decent. And then it all just kind of went downhill. But I think it, it gave a lot of teams hope that, do you know what, yeah, we can do this. And it just, I think... I don't know, the, the closest team who's not the traditional sort of big six to win, it would probably be what West Ham or Wolves someone like that oh, I don't know yeah it's mental to think of either of those teams winning it or getting Check even close back in a year Jesse Marsh's <laughs> leads I'm just saying mm-hmm. who's getting oh, relegated just... who are your three now go Norwich Watford Everton yeah, I just Everton. I don't see them getting out of this funk I don't see Lampard as a motivator and I just don't see him getting it out of them the one time he was good was when he was at Derby with players that were too good for that league yeah with Mount on loan <laughs> Exactly. So I just, I've not seen enough from him to show me they're going to stay up. Maybe, I, you know, I'm probably very wrong. I normally am. I think the 4-0 at Palace kind of brought that back into focus again, didn't it? Because actually I think after that win, the mental one with the cable tie guy, who was that against? Who, that was, was that? Newcastle. Was it Newcastle? Yeah. After that win, it was kind of like, they'll probably be okay because actually they've got the squad to be okay. But so then they got decimated by Palace. Palace are quite good these days, by the way, yeah, aren't they? I like Fiera. He's good. Yeah, me too. But I think, yeah, um, Leone's three, I'd probably agree with. I don't think it's... Like, what if, if you had to ask me who do I want to go down, it'd be... Please, Burnley. Newcastle Please get rid of them. Burnley. But... No, <laughs> <not> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm over the Sean Dyche thing. You can, they can go now. But no, I think... That's, I mean, they're yeah. on shocking form but they always I think they to, might I think they lose every week and then they just end up staying up so it's just... yeah I think Everton just scrape their way out of it and it's Norwich Watford Burnley I mean they're still like the 
rumours of points deductions of Evan and stuff. But I don't know if that would affect this season. I think it'll be next season, I think. It's hard because Everton have, you know, the worst fixtures coming up, but they also have a lot of games in hand. So it's kind of hard to see. They're on the same as Burnley, though. Burnley, Everton, both on 27, I think. Yeah, Everton's fixtures are tough. Well, Watford, I think, are down. Really? I was going to say, something tells me Watford are just going to win a couple games and squeak it. I don't know why I think that. I mean, they've got got Liverpool, City, Chelsea still to play, but then they've also got Burnley... (laughs) Leeds, Everton and Brentford to yeah. play so those are like it's the big the Leeds ones and, Leeds and Brentford like one week after another is massive yeah and also that Burnley game is going to be huge where's the Burnley game is it at Watford it's, or Burnley it's, a, at, it's at Vicarage Road yeah so I, I back Watford in that see I I would say that they lost 4-1 at home to Palace yeah, Palace they are good lost, though yeah. said this true they lost, at, they lost 3-0 they lost 3-0 at home to Norwich yeah, they're terrible. They're going oh, down. Oh, that was, but Josh Sargent. <laughs> that was because Josh Sargent that game. So. Oh, that's when the lights player. went out, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you couldn't see. Josh Sargent, great player. Um, that game was funny because he scored two goals and then at halftime. It was revealed he did not make the US roster for the first time in years. <laughs> <laughs> no lies. He's, he's too good for us. Greg Tax. Yeah. Um, Do we. Do we want to get to our special? Yeah, I think we should move get to this point now. We've uh, it's been a good rambly one, but the main event. So a as we hear some rustling. Former halftime snack at Sunday. Oh, that is enough of that. (laughs) 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 Tobes has received a care package of. I mean, this is the most bizarre thing in the world. Uh, We do some kind of like secret Santa with some just random people online. It's like you send a gift to a stranger, a stranger sends a gift to you. Which, now that I say that, sounds kind of dangerous. Um, <laughs> and I've never received, I've done this for years, and I've always gotten gifts from inside the U.S., but the most recent modcast that we did, we talked about what would our meals be, our last meals, if we were, you know, about to die. And I remember there was some talk about Jaffa cakes there. I'm not sure anyone picked them, but they were in the conversation. We talked about Toby has to try the, the Jaffa cakes. And in this care package, an Irish person sent Jaffa cakes for Secret Santa, so I have them now, just completely randomly, as I rip the board open. Jaffa, by the way. Jaffa, Jaffa, Jaffa? Yeah. I said Jaffa. I was going to get it wrong, so. This is great for an audio medium, I think, the taste test. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm intrigued by this, Can though. Can you just, like, make a noise, and we'll, we'll gauge it from Make that. a noise? I want it then... to be, like, an audio description is what I want this to be like. An audio description. Okay, I have it in my hand. I'm going to go in for this. So how do you eat them? Because I've heard some people like lick all the chocolate. Is that weird? What? I think you should do that. I think that's perfect for a podcast. <laughs> yes, eat all the chocolate. <laughs> that's that's, that's the, the normal way to go about it. Not even, not even like eat it off, lick it off. I think we should get really close to the mic. <laughs> ASMR with types. With audio this is description. Actually, you've cracked what you need to do to, to bump the stream numbers up. I think it's a... Yeah. yeah? We'll just, just start. I would bite into it, Tobes. Yeah. So, so like, let's see where the middle that. bit where it's got the filling. Yeah, I, I see there's some, something happening in the middle. So is this a cake in England, this thing that I'm holding? That's a debate. Yeah, no. it's a cake. It, it is a cake. It's, it's, a long, it's basically for, it's classed as either a cake or a biscuit. I can't remember which one for tax purposes. Yeah. Okay, so it's not a cookie. Um, there's debate. It's definitely not a cookie. No. Uh, it looks kind of like really a cookie a to me. Do you know what is a cake? I've been told. It's too spongy to be anything other than a cake, and I well, will I die on that hill. Yeah, but so it feels like a biscuit. Yeah, but no, it doesn't. 
It was ruled by a tribunal. It was a cake. And you're like, oh, this, this, it's associated with biscuits. I know it doesn't feel like you're getting Mr. Kipling out. But they are just mini cakes. What I will say is, make that really big. They are legally considered cakes. Make it cake like full on full cake size, and that's definitely a cake. Make a biscuit cake size, and it's still a biscuit. Legally, they are classed as cakes. I know. (laughs) No, no, no. But 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 they're always found in the biscuit aisle. That's the thing. I like you see it because they're they they are cakes that have been turned to make to look like biscuits in their size. Is what I say. And of course, my viewers back home, a biscuit over here is none of these things. No, no. This is always a fun conversation to have once every few months. Anyway, I'm gonna go in. Hmm. Okay. Now, you know, I I expected to see the color orange. I don't know. I've been told a lot about the orange. I expected when I bit in to see the color orange, but um, a little disappointingly, there is no orange on the Joppa cake. But it is, it is quite uh, tasty. I'm trying nice. to figure out how Zealand ate 10 of them in about two seconds. Um. Yeah, so here's my conclusion. I don't like Jaffa cakes. Wow. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I just like I don't like chocolate and orange for me is not a thing that I'm a big fan of. But in my wine tasting class, they said you need three tastes, three sips, because the first one you're acclimating. Sorry, your tongue is oh. you know, wine has no idea tasting. what it's about to. Yeah, what? Tasting. Sorry, hang on. What? Go back. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. that, that went straight over yeah. place for a second. <laughs> is that is that not a thing over there? Um. No, in the circles I'm moving, but um, I've uh, I went to a uh, a vineyard once. Went with Kat for our anniversary once, which uh, we went out of season, so we went to see the vines, and there weren't any. Uh, and that's my only experience of that. <laughs> Great planning. That's so. like a rite of passage, you know. You don't get to, you can't drink alcohol until you're 21 here, which pretty much means when you're a, a senior in college in your last year, that's when you can drink wine, and that's when you take the wine tasting class in college. Um, so you get so it's like, actual thing at university, but yeah, it's a like, wine tasting class, and you know it's, it's like full actual, of all the seniors. You get graded on it. Yeah, you have to you know write little <laughs> papers about the wines, and it's a good time. <laughs> Mostly, I you thought just this was going to be like an extracurricular sort of club <laughs> that thing. That is no, mental. No, legitimate. Like when you go for baking class or something. Like, take the wine tasting elective. I mean, everyone when they turned twenty-one did pretty much because you know why would you not take that class? You get to go drink alcohol instead of learn about satellites or whatever that's true but that's bizarre anyway um what was the point, point? this is ended like much weirder than i thought what what taste do you want have you only had one bite i've had two bites now and i'm expecting this third bite to really tell me what uh jaffa cakes are all about this has gone away i just didn't expect what were you expecting then <laughs> i don't really know i never know what to expect with these things I just want to know what you were expecting if if this if know, listening just... to Tobes take a take a bite and then no, no, I'm talking about the wine tasting class <laughs> oh, like that just yeah. right I yeah that you. came so far out of left field. I'm gonna try to start a Jaffa cake tasting class actually. Dan's mum is only four foot nine. <laughs> <laughs> how many Jaffa cakes does it take to? Actually, how many Jaffa cakes is that? Jaffa cake. How tall's the Jaffa cake? Diameter. Also, um, if you stack them up, like... I've, yeah, I've like searched you... Jaffa Cake thickness and I've come up with Jaffa Cake vodka. Two and one oh, eight. 
two and an eighth in inches or 54 millimeters. But you can't really stack them that way, right? Yeah, but How many exercise you've got super How many bites does it take to eat a Jaffa cake normally? One. You just throw the whole thing in there? Well, first thing I had them in, they do like a snack pack of Jaffa cakes. Mm-hmm. And those, one or two. So 12 Jaffa cakes would make a foot, I think. Like stacked. So. And then. So you'd 50, need. 57? You'd need 48. 48, sort of. So 48 to make four feet. And then. Yeah, about 57 Tobes is. I mean, of course, Tobes is right. He's the, <laughs> the maths, maths man. 57 Jaffa cakes. Right, Tobes, how many Jaffa cakes have you got there? <laughs> so that's a great question. Uh, I have nine left because I just finished one. Okay. Right, so, yeah, so I need what, to do what are your final thoughts. What, are you what rating percentage it of Dan's mum have you got there, then, if you were to... Nine oh, over God. 57? <laughs> <laughs> well, nine to 63 is a seventh, which is about 14%. So I have about a six, 16, 16-ish percent. Well, that bombshell. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is this where we end it? <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> that was um, not the way I expected this modcast to end. But um, yeah. That yeah, just was... cut to the outro music. There's, there's yeah, no other that way was, to end that was, that was a whirlwind. Uh, thanks, guys. For, <laughs> for... See you in the next one. Yeah, thanks next for one. listening.